man, have you, I don't know how long you've been saved, don't really care. But have you got a hold to this yet? He died for you. Your sins was forgiven. When you accepted him into your heart and you said, Father, I die to me. I live for you. The life that I live is no longer mine. But it's the one who loved me, died for me. That's the life I want to live. I want to live the life for him. And it's kind of like, like the love that you have for your children. It's kind of like the love you have. You will do anything. All right, parents, just get past the time that they caused you to cuss. And just, you'll do anything for your children. You will go through the thick and thin for your kids. If you don't or you won't, Check up. Make a doctor's appointment. Go see the physician. Man, we should want to desire that and even more. Because the Bible says that we shouldn't even love our father or our mother. Actually, the wording's a little harsh. Actually, it talks about hating your mother and father. But what it's really saying is talking about you, you can't love them more than you love me. Everything in your life has got to be secondary to God. And if you listen, if you watch some of these kingdom principles, man, if we could just get a hold of some of this stuff, man, we wouldn't even have to have church. We'd be doing church every day, all day. But the Bible says, seek first the kingdom. Man, if if you'll run after him and his righteousness... You'll put everything to the left and to the right, and you'll direct your focus. If you'll direct your finances, if you'll direct your heart, if you'll direct your mind to Him, He said all this other stuff. I think we waste a lot of time praying for what? We pray for some stuff that's not even worthy praying for. Because if we would just turn it around and face him, he'd give us whatever, whatever it was you say. He just, he puts the, puts the cherry on top. You know why he puts cherry on top? Because you can't reach the top of the cake. When he builds you a cake, makes you a cake, it's so high, he's going to put the cherry on. But if, if you'll just focus to him, man, run after him for once in your life. Separate. Oh, um, Tommy, I didn't give you any scripture this morning. I think we were going. It's a good thing because you'd have got mad at me because I just changed it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, just go to go to Joshua, Tommy. Go to Joshua three. This is something else, but we'll still play with it. I forgot I was saying. It's part of getting old. I just, I really feel like God wants us to put this worldly thing aside. And we're holding on to it. We're being held captive in our own jail. And you're blaming it on the enemy. It ain't the enemy, it's you. (laughs) 
Let me play here a second. The devil can't make you do anything. You've got more power than he does. You have more authority than he does if you live in Christ. You've got, here's a challenge. Man, every time I do this. I realized one day that our will was stronger than God's. Because he wills that all men be saved. That's his will. But my friend, that's not what's going to happen. The Bible even says there's going to be a great turn in the way. Even inside of his church, people are going to leave. A great turn in the way. They're going to turn their back to God. So if his will was greater than your will, you would serve him because he wills that you serve him. But you chose in you. <laughs> Bible says, choose you this day who you'll serve. You choose. And you want to throw out some lame brain excuse. The devil made me do it. <laughs> devil ain't make you do it. You done it to yourself inside your head. So don't use that excuse again. Why are you late to church? Pastor Satan? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Man, how am I going to do this? Just hang on. Y'all in a hurry? Let's, look, you'll let me paraphrase. Jesus talks about his death that in three days, you'll, you'll destroy this temple, and in three days, I'll raise it up again. Remember that? You can find it in John, John maybe John 2 or something. But he talks about that. And what, what I've been really focusing on is this new day in Zion. This isn't kind of where I wanted to go this morning, but this new day in Zion, I think first off we got to understand what Zion is. Um, Zion originally started off as a stronghold that David actually had to go in and overtake. David overtook that stronghold, and then the city of David became Zion, and then it was Zion, it was the new Jerusalem Zion. And as you get into the, to the New Testament, Zion is literally you. It's the church. Because it was, it, was, it was the body, it was the embodiment of Israel. It was, it was Israel. So there's a new day in Zion. It's a new day in you. How many of you in here could use a new day? <laughs> I mean, even already. We ain't been awake, but <laughs> some of us ain't been awake but a couple hours. <laughs> but we could use a new day. A new day in Zion. And y'all always know that I, I try to go across the street and throw rocks back at you every once in a while because I always want you to get both sides of the street when I'm preaching. 
The Bible says that we're supposed to rightly divide. I ain't supposed to give you just the good stuff. I'm supposed to give you the bad stuff with it because there's ramifications to every action. The Bible says that you'll be judged for every idle word. Go be tight this morning. If we, you there? Um, let go flip me one page, Tommy. And I'll start at verse five. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Then Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and cross over before the people. So they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you. In the sight of all Israel, that they may know that I, as I was, <laughs> I love that part, as I was with Moses, so will I be, as I was then, so will I be now. How many of you know that there's only one constant in our life if we're a child of the king? There's only one constant in every day, and that's God. He never changes. He is always the same. Now, he'll do differently on you. You have to be careful. But he loves you so much that he doesn't want, man, the, the, oh, oh, the last thing I need in our relationship is you changing up every day. Come on, church. The last thing we need, women, is today it's okay, but tomorrow it's not. Last week it was fine, but this week it ain't. We don't need that. Men, the last thing your wife needs in your relationship, you get up today to go to work. But next week you don't. You take, you take out the trash this week, but you don't take it out next week. You put your dirty laundry in a hamper this week, but you don't do it next week. So the constant in my relationship, I just don't do it. That way she never expects it. But there's only one constant in our life, and that is God himself. How, how easy does he make it for us to follow him when the path is straight? There is a constant. We know, we know what to expect from God. Every time that we make a move, we know what to expect. We expect that he, that he demands our holiness. You can't go back to him tomorrow and go, well, I, you know, in, in Genesis you, you say, and he's the same. 
All right, enough of that. Let's go, Tommy. I just figured you'd want some constant in your life. So stop looking to your relationship to be your constant. Stop looking for your job to be your constant. Stop looking for your finances to be your constant. You shall command the priest to bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, when you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. Flood stage in the Jordan. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, come here and hear the words of the Lord, your God. Can I tell you this morning, come here, hear the words of your God. And Joshua said, by this, you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Termites and all them other ites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Let's back up, just leave it there. I think I want to do something. really think I do Tommy go to chapter 5 and let's start at verse 5 now let's start at verse 1 stay there let's go let's go from here that's all right it's a word church So it was when all the king of the Amorites who were in the west side of the Jordan and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until they had crossed over that their heart melted. (laughs) And there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. At that time the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint lives for yourself and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time and you can't do it but once <laughs> so Joshua made flint knives for himself and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of foreskins and this is the reason why Joshua circumcised them all the people who came out of Egypt were males or who were males And all the men of war had died in the wilderness on the way after they had come out of Egypt. For all the people who came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were men of war who who came out of Egypt were consumed. They died. Because they did not obey. They didn't obey. Disbelief. Disbelief has a, has a way of carrying some infectious diseases. Obey the voice of the Lord to whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers that he would give us a land flowing with milk and honey. Then Joshua circumcised their sons who whom he raised up in their place. 
he, God, for they were uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed. <laughs> God, give them some time. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> then the Lord said to Joshua, this day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of that place shall be called Gilgal till this day. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And they ate of the produce. <laughs> they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover. Unleavened bread and parched grain on the very same day. Then the manna ceased. On the day after they had eaten the produce of the land and the children of Israel no longer had manna. But they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. Stop right there. Maybe I can do something with that. We're finding a people standing at a door I don't want to say a door of opportunity, but they're standing at the door of a new day. While they're standing, I can just imagine, now you have to think about this too. Put yourself in Israel's shoes. Ken likes to talk about parallel. I like that deal too. Israelites and you, in bondage, in sin. Okay? You got delivered. You go through the wilderness. As you're going through, you're to be purified. You're, <laughs> you're to be pruned. You're to be tested. How do you know if somebody loves you if there's no choice for them? I mean, God's got, I'm telling you, God's got this thing down to a science. The mad scientist. They're standing and they're, they're at the day, they're, they're at a doorway of a new day. But they stand now at this point without their leader. Man, they had been with Moses in the wilderness for 40 years. They've seen God work through Moses. Oh, they experienced the miracles. They've seen the pillar of fire. They've seen the cloud by day. They've, they've drank from a rock. Not once, but twice. They've seen bitter water become sweet. These guys have gone through it with their leader. Man, it's easy to follow that guy because you already know God was with him. Aren't you glad that God promised you just like he... As I was with Moses, so will I be. <laughs> They're at this place. The next thing you know, Joshua comes out with a knife. It's one thing to have this procedure when you're a, when you're a child because you don't remember it. A grown man, on the other hand, 
See, if y'all, if your husbands are crying, just <laughs> nurture them. But here they are. They Listen, they have gone through this thing. It would almost lead you to believe just like you as a Christian. You're going to have to follow me for a minute, man. I, my mind is just... It would almost be just like you as a Christian. You've been a Christian... But you've gone through your walk with some stuff. Some stuff that was still attached. <laughs> and God said, before you can go to the next level, you want to experience a new day? Before you can go to the next level, I've got to cut. It's almost as if they've gotten away with it. Hey, did you go to the doctor? Nope. Did you? Nope. Man, look, God's still blessing us. He's, he's giving us water from a rock. He's still giving us man out of my shoes. My shoes ain't even wore out. God's blessing me. Man, if we aren't careful as Christian people, we'll try to drag some stuff with us through our Christian walk. And the whole time, God's got a purpose of a new day, of a new day in your life. But because, but because, because you keep going, well, I've made it this far without it. God said, there's some things I need to cut off. You see, oh, 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 oh. Remember the sacrifices, right? This ain't no sacrifice, no bullock and goat. The goat ain't bleeding this time. You are. Do you think God's going to make it comfortable for you? Come on, the cross couldn't have been comfortable. If he will allow his son to be uncomfortable, <laughs> to give himself up. But you've been walking with it for so long. God's blessed me. Man, he's taking care of me. He has shown up in places in my life I was not expecting him. I thought, I thought I was good. Come on, you know who I'm talking to. Just keep looking straight ahead. Just don't, don't draw no attention. Nobody else will know. But I've made it this far. Don't nobody really know my heart. No way. I'm still getting blessed too. Man, God's taking care of me. Man, I was diagnosed with cancer. God healed me. He took it away from me. I don't need to. And God's saying before, listen. <laughs> Joshua cuts them up. <laughs> Do I like that one? Just cuts them up. <laughs> A rock? <laughs> Come on, God, really? Joshua cuts them up, and God gives them time to heal. God will never cut you without giving you time. He give them time to heal. Listen, there, there's a time 
time. It wasn't their lifetime. He gave them three days and said, boys, let's ride. Now listen, you've been going through your Christian walk. Well, this is just how I was brought up. I, 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 I do this because my dad done it. Can I tell you a story real quick? Let me tell you a story. There were two guys, both brought up in the same home by an alcoholic father. One of the sons drank just like his father and became an alcoholic, and the other son didn't drink, and he didn't become an alcoholic. And they brought them together, and they asked them this question. Why are you like you are? And the drunk guy said, because I was raised by my father. That's why I do what I do. They asked the other son, and the other son said, I was raised by my father. That's why I do what I do. Both brought up in the same scenario. Both had the same excuse to do whatever it is that they wanted to do, but one chose the alternative. See, just because where you've been brought up, just because what you've gone through, just because what you've walked through doesn't necessarily mean that you can use that excuse all through your life. Well, it's just, no, you, you want a new day? Come on, we, we, we've got to allow some of this stuff to be cut away. Oh, it was natural. They, they were born like that. It was natural. This just told me that just because it's natural doesn't mean that it's needed. Just because you was brought up in a hateful household and you want to be hateful, I wasn't looking directly at you. But if you want to be and you and you want to be hateful, just because it's natural for you to be that way doesn't necessarily mean that it's needed. God's saying, before I allow you to come out of where you were. See, they were in a land of comfort. Man, they didn't have to go through any of this pain. All they had to do was believe on God. They trusted God. They trusted God. Yes, yes. And God still said, your hateful self. Oh, I'm not cutting you from what you come through. I'm not cutting you because of your past. He he wasn't saying. <laughs> listen, listen. This, this is this is the love and the grace of God right here. I'm not cutting on you to get rid of your past. I'm cutting you to prepare you for what lies ahead. <laughs> See, whatever. Y'all keep whatever you want to keep, man. Keep walking up to that opportunity of the new day. And you're going to stand there at the banks of the Jordan. And not one time will you ever step out and stand. <laughs> because you're comfortable. You're okay. God, I'm still going to make it. Sure you will. You'll make it into the golden gates. You've got your ticket. You've got your pass. 
And what a disappointing day. And God looks at you and goes, I really wish that you would have let me get rid of that thing. Because if I could have, your life and the purpose on your life would have been such an additive, such an addition to the kingdom. But because you chose to hang on to your bitterness and your hatred and your unforgiveness and your own nasty self, I couldn't use you. You couldn't, you couldn't enter in. See, that, that was circumcision was the mark of the covenant. That wasn't the covenant. Okay? Baptism is the mark of the covenant. It's not the covenant. Circumcision was the mark of the covenant. I can't let you come in like that. See, man, I don't want to get so deep into this, man. Circumcision is done so that it cuts out the possibilities of infection because it gathers dirt germs <laughs> if I can cut away some of your unforgiveness and some of your hatred we're going to cut down the possibilities of that infectious disease because I can't, I can't bring you into a new day and you get over here and you become infected and then you start infecting others. Oh, I want you, I want you right up here in the midst. <laughs> I want you in the midst of the 12. But because you won't, you can't. Well, Jesus, why do you speak to them the way that you do? Because I don't want them to know. That's why. I talk to them in mystery. In secret, in parable, on purpose. Because, oh, because Christian, if you get a hold to the keys of the kingdom that he wants you to have in the state that you're in, you're going to mess it up. And the whole time he's trying to lead you into a new day, but you refuse. Can you imagine standing in that line? Dude, if we have to do this, I'm first. If we have to go, I'm doing it first. I want it done first for several reasons, but I want it done first. What's a flint knife? A rock that they chiseled out. And, uh, no! Oh man, getting take different directions is driving me crazy. Tommy, give my scripture back up here so I can see where I'm at. Just take me to five. 
Whew. You can, okay, just hang on. Go ahead and move. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not sorry. I'll just hang on. Y'all gonna read this again? Be right. <laughs> Go ahead. I right, just stop it. Cancel. It. Just forget it. Joshua 1, when we first started, God told Joshua what was going to happen. And, and, and Joshua ended up going back and telling the people to go out and let them know in three days we're, we're going over, we're doing all this. And then he's actually telling them how the process was going to be. It was, they was putting the ark between them, and he, he wanted a certain amount of cubits. I think it was like a 1,000 yards is what it up to be something similar like a thousand yards between the ark and between them so that they can see where they're going i mean we're talking about a we're talking about millions of people now okay so everybody needs to see what's happening so they put they put a place they put a there's a distance there and the reason of the distance was because they had not been here before (laughs) thank you i got it now jesus we're ready put a distance because we ain't been there before too many times you're continuing to walk the same way that you've always walked. But you, the thing that God wants to tell you, you've never been there. You've not experienced it. You've not seen it. But you're relying on everything else in your past to prepare you for what's coming. My friend, you can't prepare for what God says no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. So you, you cannot prepare yourself for the new day. God was getting ready to allow you to walk into but you're going to have to make the choice and you're going to have to stand back for a moment and you're going to have to watch God's glory if you're not watching God's glory you're going to get caught up with God's man (laughs) Joshua didn't tell him to follow him see y'all thought Joshua led him into the promised land wrong God's glory took them. Walking from an old day, walking, walking from a time period in their life when, when there was, when, when, as far as I'm concerned, there was chaos. You had certain people wanted to kill Moses, certain people that wanted to dance and play naked, and certain people wanted to do this, and, certain, and you had people just going amok. Everybody was going everywhere. And God said, here's the deal. Keep your eyes so I don't know about you. If you walk me in Egypt or in the wilderness for forty years, I'm I'm probably gonna do whatever it is you ask me to do so I can get out. You've allowed too much of your past. You've allowed too much of your past to dictate your future. You're allowing too much of that. And God's saying, I'm going to take faith to faith, glory to glory. Do we think God wants to do the same thing tomorrow that he done yesterday? Come on, people. Y'all got to help me a little bit. 
We're, we're hung up in our comfort zone. Man, God's trying to take us somewhere else, but we're fearing. We, we don't want to go there because we can't see it. We don't know. We don't really understand. And God's saying, I just got to cut some of this stuff off of you, man. Not because I hate you, not because I'm mad at you. I love you. Right. <laughs> Whoever God loves, he chastens, right? He punishes, spanks, grounds them, puts them in the corner, time out. Here, here's, how you, uh-oh. here's how you know whether or not you're a child of God. It's during that time of punishment. Will you stand there or will you turn around and walk off? Come on, come on, come on. Because when, when I punished my children, my children stood, took the punishment, went on their way. Oh, they might have been mad. They, they might have been hurt. I give them some time to heal. Come on, come on. We're still in Scripture. But they returned. They came back. And guess what they got? They didn't get smoked again. Already done that. Shoot, let's go get some ice cream. Let's go. Let's do. I'm good. I just want you to understand this isn't acceptable. This is what God's trying to tell his church. What you're doing and what you're carrying around is not acceptable. I need to cut some of that off. But see, you won't stand long enough. <laughs> After you, oh, all of you done is stand. Are we willing He's not doing it because of what you've done in the past. That's not why he's spanking you. That's not why he, that's not, listen. We just figured this thing out. God is preparing you for what's coming, not because of what you've done. I don't go into prayer and i got to wrestle this thing of everything that I've done in my past. To break through. God brings me right on in. That's his grace. That's his love. See, you can't carry any of that because you want to chastise me. You want to hang me out. Well, you shouldn't and you and you and you. And you like to point your fingers. This is why I love living in Christ because I don't care. Daddy tells me correct, I correct it. And we don't ever talk about it again. As long as I correct it. Sometimes it takes two or three. But if we'll understand that what he's cutting away is for the good of what's to come and not because of the bad what you come through. It's a new day. New day means you. You now become cut on. I, I, can't, I can't go into this with that. See, you thought about that. You said, well, I've gotten this and that, even through that and this. You thought it was all good, and then God stops you at the door and says, hey, wait a minute, I can't. I, I've brought you all the way here, but I can't take you over. I know you saved. I know you've been fighting stuff. And, I, and I've walked with you for 30 years. 
And I've just walked with you, and I've walked with well, I've done signs and wonders through you. I've used you. I've done all of it. But you're at a window of a new day because you've been faithful to me up to this point. Faithful to the small things, get the bigger thing. You've been faithful to me up to this point. Now, we just need to fix one thing. Let's make an adjustment. So I can, <laughs> it ain't going to hurt. Lie. That's a lie. It's going to hurt. Anytime you have to kill something in yourself, it's going to hurt. I know you feel fine. I know everything's worked out good up to this point. Well, Pastor, God didn't kill me. And, you know, I, I don't have AIDS or anything. I didn't get no diseases. And I'm good. And Okay, that's good. How long are you going to stand at the window of opportunity for a new day? I asked you when we first started, how many in here... Would love to have a new day. And just about everybody in here raised their hand. I said, yes, Lord, a new day. I've been singing it all week. I need a new day. Every morning I wake up, God, I need a new day. Rocky, you ain't put your feet on the floor. God, I still need a new day. Yeah. <laughs> Are we willing to stand in line to cross over? Are you going to stay in the same 40 years? Well, Pastor, we've always done it this way. I don't care. Listen, and here, here's the thing. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying in order to be right to get over there, we got to do something probably. Walking into a newness of life is going to require you to go through some conditions in life. And most of those conditions are going to be uncomfortable. Can God trust you with issue? Will you make it through it the right way? Or will you fall subject to it? Will you, will you be able to come out of it? If I put you in trouble now so that my name could be glorified, are you strong enough to stand after all that you've done? You stand. Are you strong enough to stand? Because if you, if you will stand right now at the window of opportunity to walk into a new day, if you'll stand, I promise you, I'll take you over. real tight and uncomfortable when I quit talking. Not for y'all, for me. Because I'm waiting. <laughs> Make sure that door's open. Have you walked long enough in what used to be?
causing you now to start thinking about what it could be? Or do you still need more time? See, listen, if they would have went through the camp and there would have been a handful here and there who said, I need some more time to heal, I would imagine there was probably some men that was still a little out of sorts. Just saying. The older you get, the longer it takes. I think he set it up for the three days for the strong ones. <laughs> yeah. He set it up three days for the strong ones. He forgot about his old goats. He just, <laughs> y'all just tag along. <laughs> he circumcised them again. can't make it on your mom and daddy's faith. You're going to have to make it on your own. You too have to be circumcised. 